In the summer of 2014, journalists across the globe were given a preview of trucking's future. That's when one of the world's largest truck makers unveiled its plan to have fully autonomous trucks on the road by 2025. Since then, most every other big rig manufacturer has announced plans to offer autonomous trucks, with many saying they're coming in the next decade or less. But the fact is we're not going to see driverless trucks in the near future. So what happened? Welcome to the Eyes on the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services. PrePass also includes informed software for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge, and thanks for joining us. When you look back at the history of trucking, one of the most pivotal years, without a doubt, is 1980. That's when then-President Jimmy Carter signed legislation to law that deregulated the trucking industry. The result was a widespread change in trucking, allowing for the open entry of new companies. In 2014, many of the people covering trucking thought they were witnessing something at least as historic. That's when Daimler Trucks was the first to announce its plans for having fully autonomous trucks on the roadway by 2025. I was there when they made the announcement in Germany and gave a demonstration on a closed portion of the Autobahn. What I witnessed that day was no doubt fascinating. But the truth is, we're nowhere near close to seeing trucks without drivers. Joining me on the line to discuss why and when and if we'll ever see trucks without drivers is veteran trucking journalist Jack Roberts. He was also in attendance at that event in Germany, as well as many more that followed, and he's been writing extensively about the subject of autonomous trucks. Jack, it's good to talk with you. Well, thank you, Evan. It's glad to be here, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Well, Jack, as I just mentioned, it doesn't look like we're going to see autonomous trucks by 2025. Why isn't this going to happen, and why is this taking longer to have them than planned? Uh, Well, Evan, the short answer is it's hard. It's harder than a lot of people initially anticipated. We had a note from a news story, I think, a week or two ago, where the, uh, the CEO of Waymo, which, of course, is one of the leading autonomous developers in the country, compared uh, getting autonomous vehicles ready for day-to-day use, uh, particularly in trucking applications, sort of a technological feat on par with launching a rocket into space and landing a man on the moon. It's difficult. There, there are, of course, some other factors as well. There's, uh, you know, is the public ready for this technology? Um, the shorter answer is, at the moment, probably not. They're still sort of seem to be collectively trying to wrap their heads around the concept of all these things. And then the third part of this answer is, what about the legislative side of things? And that is woefully behind the technology curve. But, you know, Evan, that's always the case. There's the famous story of, of a town in New York, you know, 120 years ago when cars first appeared. And, you know, if you were going to go through at night, you had to shoot flares up and then get a horse to guide the car through the town, which kind of defeated the point of the whole uh, automobile in the first place. So legislation is lagging behind. The public is still not quite sure what to make about all of this. And as at least on the trucking side of the equation, where you're talking about coast to coast driverless vehicles, delivering goods to a doorstep or even a freight terminal, there's really, really still a lot of technical work to do to get to that as a day-to-day reality. So what has to happen for us to even start seeing the first fully autonomous trucks, as well as their widespread use? I would imagine there are a lot of obstacles. There are, and that's why I think it's going to happen in probably uh, baby steps with an initial focus that won't be on the roads and highways. I think um, it's pretty commonplace that agricultural equipment 
is starting to use autonomous technology, particularly satellite guidance to say plow fields and plant crops, for example. So that'll be a starting point. I think we'll start to see it more with construction equipment. I remember 20 years ago, I was told when I was writing in the construction industry that uh, Komatsu and Cat could run dozers then autonomously, although they were at the time based off of laser control systems. But the companies had to admit the public just wasn't ready to drive down the road and glance over and see a dozer cutting a field with no one in the operator seat. So I think you'll start to see it on the construction side, and that'll start to ease the public's perception with it. And then I think that we're all going to have kind of what I call a Wright Brothers moment, where my, my, I remember my grandparents could tell you the first time they, they saw an airplane in flight. They could tell you where they were, what they were doing. And there'll probably be a moment for almost all of us where we actually see an autonomous vehicle working in the wild without a human in control of it. And I suspect for a lot of us, that may be something like refuse operations. Maybe it'll be some sort of small autonomous delivery robot running a package to uh, to some sort of receptacle. Or I think a logical one might be um, airport shuttle buses to rental car centers or even hotels where the bus just runs a simple uh, route that it follows day in and day out and uses machine learning to get better at doing daily. So I think it'll be um, sort of incremental, small baby steps, if you will. And then, of course, the other factor is you've got more and more people every year are getting behind the wheel of passenger cars with some sort of limited autonomous control systems. And so that will sort of ease trepidation and fears about the technology. And so I think it'll be like anything else is these things sort of slowly accumulate and filter through the public consciousness I think we'll sort of begin to be on a path toward full automation that is slowly but steadily accelerating as we go along. One thing I want to jump in deeper when it comes to the many things that have to happen and that we are seeing now is that truck makers are now partnering with artificial intelligence and technology companies to develop autonomous trucks. What's the significance of these partnerships, Jack? Yeah, that really ties back into the first question you asked me about the complexity of getting getting to the point that we were promised, where we would all see these driverless trucks sort of endlessly roaming the night delivering goods. I think part of the this is more difficult than we thought equation was that the OEMs felt like they could do it alone, but in reality didn't have the technological and engineering expertise they needed to kind of get to the autonomous levels they wanted. And at the same time, you had startup companies, Waymo, uh, you know, there's uh, Starsky, which has gone under. There's Too Simple. They did have access to sort of this brain trust that could deliver on the technology, but they knew virtually nothing about the trucking industry. Now, there is something to be said for someone like a Jeff Bezos coming into trucking who leverages technology and shakes things up in a way that no one can foresee. But when you're talking about an operational system like autonomous vehicle control systems, at the end of the day, if you don't have a fundamental understanding about what a fleet manager, fleet executives are looking for, freight patterns, logistics, uh, how you know freight distribution centers work, all of those things, you're kind of designing things in a vacuum. And so I think this this new partnership, and we're seeing a lot of this across the board between OEMs and the tech developers, I think it's pretty significant. And I, I would argue that this might even be a turning point where the tech curve really begins to accelerate in a meaningful way, because now you kind of have both sides of this R&D 
research, um, I guess, teams, you would say, now pulling together and starting to share information and share knowledge. And so it'll be interesting to see where we stand a year, 18 months from now, as these collaborations start to bear fruit. Now, there have been a lot of stories written about the coming of autonomous trucks, including many you have written for various publications. One of the things I read so much in these stories is that there have to be operational changes in trucking in order for autonomous trucks to happen. Can you speak to this, Jack? Yeah, this is a part of the equation that I think is being really overlooked. I think everybody just sort of thinks, well, we'll get autonomous trucks and we'll put them to work. But You know, when you start talking about taking drivers out of the equation, there's really an instantaneous ripple effect that goes through every single aspect of what we consider a normal fleet operation today. You know, you have to start thinking about things like very basic things. You know, who's going to perform a a pre-trip inspection on the vehicle? Who's going to stop the truck per uh, FMCSA regulations after 100 miles and, and check for cargo security? Um, how are you going to deal with a with a DOT officer wanting to pull a vehicle over uh, for either a roadside inspection or, you know, if, if the problem has actually been, been identified? And then how are you going to work that problem? How are you going to work a breakdown? How are you going to fuel these trucks when there's not a driver to climb out of the cab and operate a pump and stick a nozzle in a tank? And these are just a few of the very basic uh, operating parameters for a truck. And then you have to start, you just have to start thinking about the back office sort of thing, you know, breakdown repairs and uh, scheduling and, uh, you know, how, how do you know the truck's in compliance and how do you, how do you determine the truck is uh, legal from a weight cargo and weight perspective? So this isn't getting talked about a lot. Now, I think there's some good news here in that if you start to consider that assuming the technology comes to fruition and it starts to fill the place of truck driving jobs, there will be new jobs created by this technology. So, but, you know, I'm not prepared at this point to say there'll be good jobs, bad jobs, but there are going to be very significant changes to fleet operations across the board, not just with the fleets, law enforcement, uh, fueling the vehicles, truck stops, all kinds of things will be impacted by this technology. And really virtually no attention right now is being paid to that side of the equation. I want to go back to something you said earlier about the development of autonomous trucks being an incremental process, like taking baby steps. When it comes to autonomous trucks, they go from what's called level zero, meaning no autonomous truck technology, to level five, which is a fully autonomous truck with no driver. Where are we in this continuum, Jack, and what are the developments we might see in the long haul in and regional trucking operations over the next year or two as we move closer to seeing level five trucks? Wow, you know, that's a timely question because I did an interview this morning with sort of an autonomous expert and futurist named Richard Bishop, and he's aligned with some of the platooning technology. And that was one of the questions I had for him. And now this is his take. Right now, we're depending on the vehicle and depending on the equipment, we could be talking about anywhere from a level one to level three commercial vehicle on the road. That's about where we are on average with autonomous technology. Now, again, I'm circling back to your original question, what's taking so long? Bishop's opinion is that we're not really going to be able to leverage this technology and have any kind of meaningful progress on that path of baby steps I talked to you about until level four autonomy is commonplace in any kind of new vehicle. And best time frame right now from the experts, we probably want to see 
won't see commercial vehicles, and I'm talking about trucks that are designed from the drawing board, from the napkin to the drawing board to the CAD screens, all that stuff, as autonomous capable vehicles, as opposed to trucks, conventional trucks that are having autonomous systems retrofitted to them. And he's thinking that's going to be in the 2024-2025 timeframe. And that doesn't mean I'm saying that four years from now, boom, there'll be autonomous trucks suddenly out of nowhere. But that will, he feels, kind of begin the real acceleration in conjunction with some of the other things I've talked about. About You know, you could argue that I just talked about the collaboration between the R&D uh, firms and the OEMs. It looks like that's when we'll start to see all of these various things coming together, entering the marketplace, and, and that will probably be when this tech curve really begins to move forward in a way that we can sort of measure and, and see happening right in front of us. So based on all that, what's the bottom line as to when you believe we're going to see trucks without drivers, fully autonomous trucks? Wow, that's the the sixty four thousand dollar question. Although I guess that's not enough money in today's age. Probably the sixty four million dollar question. Well, here's the problem: if you talk to, if you listen to Waymo or you talk to Too Simple, they could happen later this year. And then you look at some of the other outlying factors. Maybe we're talking five years. Maybe we're talking ten years. So what I tend to tell people is, I think ten years is probably a pretty fair estimation for when we will see commonplace driverless autonomous trucks running routes nationwide, regional, super regional, as as a daily operational aspect of, of how a fleet conducts its business. Now, saying 10 years, if I were going to bet over or under on that 10-year mark, I would bet under. I would say 10 years is a probable time frame but I would be more surprised if it takes longer than 10 years as opposed to we see them sooner than 10 years, if I'm saying that in a way that sort of makes sense to everyone. Uh, makes a lot of sense, Jack. Waiting game is going to continue. That is freelance trucking journalist Jack Roberts. You can follow Jack on Twitter. His handle is by underscore Jack Roberts. That's B-Y underscore J-A-C-K-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. Jack, thanks very much for your time. Hey, Evan, thanks. Always a pleasure to talk to you, and I hope everyone stays safe out there. And that will do it for this edition of the Eyes on the Road podcast, presented by PrePass. Remember, you can listen to previous editions of this podcast through your favorite podcasting service or on the PrePass website at prepass.com. Just look under the blog section. There you'll also find stories about the latest developments in trucking. You can follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.